You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast and network your team every day with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of WholeNineSports.com where you can find all of my written work. And I asked if you guys wanted a normal Tuesday episode or delayed Tuesday episode for the interview. And, well, you all want a normal one, so we know what tomorrow's episode is going to be. Uh, We'll spend today talking about the possibility of Florida State joining the SEC, where Trey Mann might be landing in this week's NBA draft. And we'll wrap up by giving an update on the Gators that were in the MLB draft a couple of weeks ago. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts that you never miss an episode. Um, (laughs) This one's more of a fun thing than what's likely to happen at this point, but with all the, uh, you know, Texas, Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 to come to the SEC, there has also been rumors of the ACC and SEC possibly joining forces. Now, what that would mean for the Gators, uh, or at least what would be more interesting for the Gators, is that that would likely mean Florida State, along with Clemson and Miami, most likely. Uh, That would most likely mean that we're in the same conference now. And, of course, Clemson and Miami being the same conference would be fun to talk about, and maybe, maybe I'll get to that also. But... Uh, actually, you could you could include Miami just in this straight up segment. Um, uh, yeah, that would mean that Florida State and Miami are uh, in the same conference as Florida, and that that means one LOL at those two. Uh, you know, they they're in terms of prestige and just overall programs right now. They're not really on par with Florida as much as, you know, as much as the media wants you to think Miami specifically is on par. You're not. Um, but, you yeah, know, this is a... It, it, it's something that's been rumored. I doubt it'll happen. But the biggest impact it'll really have besides... Uh, how can I put this? Um, I'm going to backtrack for a second to just go with the rivalry <laughs> meaning much more because saying besides the rivalry meaning more sounds weird. But yeah, the rivalry will mean much more between Florida and Miami or Florida Florida State just because there's so much more riding on it now. It's not just Florida like Florida versus Florida State play every year, of course. So it's not just Florida versus Florida State bragging rights, really. Like now you're talking about conference standings as well, which just makes it so much more uh, heavily weighted. I'll say, of a game where every year... I would assume they'd keep that every year game. Uh, so every year, Florida and Florida State, you know, I, I, they'd be competing for who's better in the SEC. And we'd probably run into at least one year where, if they're in the same division, which I'd assume they would be, it would come down to the winner of that game wins the division. 
and that would be i that like the crowd would just be nuclear hot like it would be insane um but i think an even bigger point of emphasis to talk about with the possibility of the acc joining the sec is that florida florida state miami all in the sec means that florida would actually uh lose one key uh part of their recruiting pitch really uh and that being well i mean of course when you're talking about guys that are more local because it's usually the local guys deciding between the florida schools um but you'd have to deal with florida can no longer say you're in the sec with us like you're not going to get that with miami you're not going to get that with florida state you're still not going to get that with ucf sorry just had to take a shot but i don't i'm not actually sorry um but that'd be the biggest thing where Florida would no longer have that recruiting pitch to say, hey, you get to play in the SEC here. You're not playing in the ACC. Like, you're not playing uh, NC State. Like, no, because no one cares about NC State, as cool as their recent helmets are. No one cares about them. Everyone cares about SEC football. And that is a huge thing that Florida would lose if this ACC... Uh, if this ACC and SEC merger were to happen, would be that Florida would no longer have that sales pitch or that recruiting pitch. Um, that, that'd be a huge loss there because it's similar to uh, Cole Thompson spoke about this when Texas said they wanted to come from the Big 12 to the SEC. And Cole Thompson, if you don't know, locked on Aggies, very good writer, cover, covers the uh, Texas A&M Aggies primarily. And he mentioned, you know, Texas A&M uses that as a pitch that they're the only Texas school in the SEC. Florida loses that pitch now when it comes to Florida State and Miami. That's a huge loss there. Like, genuinely, that's a big loss. And it would make recruiting much more difficult for a school that, frankly, Florida, hasn't been hitting home runs. I think we've been getting great value, guys, but we haven't been getting the superstar recruits. We lose that pitch, too. And... I mean, really, I can guarantee you some guys have said no to Florida State or Miami because they're in the ACC. That changes because not only does Florida lose that pitch, those two schools gain that pitch. It's a much more level playing field in terms of recruiting. And it really comes down to team success and your overall program in the long run at that point. And even those could shift completely if Florida State Miami start grabbing some SEC talent again instead of the ACC with Boston College NC State just I'm sorry like I love the host of the shows but the program itself not a football juggernaut really uh, that's that's really the biggest thing the, the recruiting of course is going to be killer um the rivalry would be just oh my goodness the rivalry would be I, I don't have words. <laughs> like I said, like the crowd would be nuclear. I don't have words for just how insane and incredible that rivalry or those rivalries would be. Think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 2,800 odds. And do I even have to say it? Like I'm going to, but do I have to say it? I'm going to take them. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, uh, reality TV, which, of course, if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, 
too hot to handle. Season two, train wreck. Love it. Makes me feel fantastic about myself that people like that exist. Um, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. Make sure to use promo code LOCKED ON. That is L O C K E D, no space, O N. Now to talk about my favorite basketball topic, really. <laughs> uh, where Trey Mann fits in the NBA, which is. Uh, it, it's gonna be a little bit fun for me um because i'm actually i was gonna start off with this team i'm gonna end with this team now that's that's how i'm doing it because you know what my show i could do that so now <laughs> the first up team the milwaukee bucks uh, sorry 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 <clears throat> the nba champion milwaukee bucks uh fantastic team obviously by the way you know that they just uh, what's the word, you know, dominated the NBA Finals following the first two games. Not going to talk about those. Um, but, you know, the Bucks. I mean, uh, so much of it came from two guys, really. It was Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton were the focal points, and really a huge majority of the team uh, output was those two. Drew Holiday defensively was fantastic, but my lord... That shooting was offensive. Not offensive, offensive. Um, and the Bucks, frankly, they could use a bench score. And Jeff Teague possibly leaving. One-year deal, and that one-year deal obviously has ended now. Um, no official word yet on whether or not he'll be returning to the Bucks. And they need a bench score and a bench ball handler. That could be Trey Mann. Like, that is the ideal rookie role for him. I know it. I've openly said he could be one of the leading scorers on a team when it's all said and done. But we're talking about right now, ideally, he's coming off the bench. He's playing uh, 12 to 18 minutes a game, and he's going to contribute where he can, which is right now, primarily scoring. So Milwaukee Bucks would get that bench score. Uh, they'd have Jeff Teague possibly leaving and being replaced by a rookie, so they'd probably add a veteran guard at that point anyway. But I think it'd be a great fit there, and his his uh, Trayman's value seems to be shifting more towards the later third of that first round. Next team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, weak guard depth, I'll say that. They have John Morant, and I don't care about any other guards. Um, they need a scorer, and they need a ball handler. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder who that could be that'd be, like, in their draft range. Um, I mean, I mean, Trey Mann could be. He, he could be that guy. Um, he, he's fantastic offensively. I mean, that, again, that's what he is at this point. He's an offensive playmaker. That's it. And that's not a bad thing to be at all, especially when you're talking about a team like the Grizzlies who have, like I said, weak guard depth. Uh, he'd step in immediately, be their best rotational guard. He would honestly maybe be their second or third best guard on the team instantly. And he'd be someone that can kind of let John Morant breathe a little bit and not have to just be the ball handler every single time down court. 
It, I will say it's also a little bit weird to talk about Trey Mann as a fit for the Memphis Grizzlies because uh, I don't want to say historically, but for the past decade and a half, the Grizzlies have been thought of as uh, as a defensive team. And uh, I don't know if you've heard me talk about Trey Mann before, but that's not a good fit. <laughs> um this year, it's different, shifting more towards the offensive game a bit. Uh, so Trey Mann could kind of help nudge this team in the right direction. But it, it's still just weird to me. Because I'm thinking of a team with like Mike Conley, Tony Allen, uh, Tayshawn Prince, Marcus Gasol, and Zach Randolph. And it's like, that's that's pure defense. Um, now, that, that's, that's different now. It's a different Grizzlies. It's a new era. Um, and the last team to talk about my favorite, the New York Knicks. It, it, it could be biased. Like, you could say it's biased all you want. Uh, I will justify it by saying I've seen actual outlets that specialize in the NBA draft make this connection. And I follow Trey on Instagram. I know he visited with the Knicks. Um, so I know the Knicks think he's a good fit, or at least think he might be a good fit. But he's also kind of in that range. The Knicks have two picks in his range. Uh, that like 18 to 30 range. That's it. Uh, so the Knicks have, uh, I mean, it's a fit in general just with this offense. The Knicks have the capital to get him and the, or the pick range to get him. And the Knicks really, really need a scorer, especially off the bench. And that could be Trey Mann immediately. Like he could instantly be the focal point of this bench platoon, if you will. He could step in right away and be the guy that's supposed to be leading the team in bench points or that's supposed to be leading this bench offense because hopefully he's going to evolve. He's already he already does a pretty masterful job at being the ball carrier on the pick or ball handler on the pick and roll. Now we get to see him with a little more of a distribution role. In this pick and roll off and using the pick and roll offense is totally fine still. I would just like to see him facilitate a little bit more out of it. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, MLB draft, NBA draft money? Visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I don't even... hmm. See, it's just still habit. (laughs) I do miss when I used to say... I don't even have a car. Um, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> but the website, super smooth, and it, it was a fantastic experience. Whether it's brake pads, taillights, hydraulics, fuzzy Dyson and mirror, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know exactly who sent you. And I've been very excited for this one. I can't wait. You ever heard of Homefield? If you haven't, they're a premium collegiate apparel brand that features incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. I think you know where I'm going with this. Homefield is in the middle of their second season of Big New Saturday, where every Saturday they launch a new school on their site for 16 weeks straight. Guess who's the school this week? 
That is right. The Florida Gators of Gainesville are getting some home field apparel. And let me tell you, I've seen the designs. They are absolutely sick with t-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, and vintage logo designs that you won't see anywhere else. New customers can get 15% off their first purchase by using the home, by using the code locked on gators l o c k e d o n g a t o r s with not a single space in there. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about the Gators in the MLB draft. I'm not going to go into too much financial detail really just because that would be uh, throwing a lot of numbers at you and I did that when they got drafted so I'd rather not but I will go through just a list of who has signed who hasn't signed and if they haven't signed what the uh, uh, presumed reason is that they haven't signed so I'm gonna just burn through the list of who has signed real quick we got Pitcher Andrew Painter out of high school is Gator signee. Uh, outfielder Jay Allen out of high school, Gator signee. Uh, pitcher Tommy Mace the Ace, signed. So he's gone, unfortunately. Mace the Ace, no longer a Gator. Uh, we got infielder Jack Fox out of high school, was a Gator signee. Pitcher Christian Scott, gone. Outfielder Jacob Young, gone. Pitcher Jack Leftwich, lefty, gone. <laughs> Which is still so funny to me. Lefty, nickname right-handed pitcher that is why i chose to specify this because i didn't want people to think i was calling him a lefty um we got pitcher franco aleman gone uh which was a little surprising to me just because he was drafted kind of late so didn't totally think that he would like go for sure but hey it it is what it is i'm not going to complain um looking at the gators and gator signees that haven't signed yet from the mlb draft it's time to take a look at him. <laughs> we got pitcher Chase Petty out of high school. Um, he was a first-round pick, and he's was supposed to be signing this past weekend. Um, that didn't happen, but it's expected that he'll be signing, you know, b- before Wednesday. He might even sign by the time this episode comes out. But before Wednesday, he's supposed to be gone and signed. So Chase Petty not going to make it to Gainesville. Then we've got outfielder Judd Fabian, who, uh, I mean, this was something that I spoke about when he got drafted. Uh, Judd Fabian supposedly is asking for, uh, I don't have a number, but I do know much more <laughs> than the slotted value, and he wants to play with his brother, who's coming to UF this year. So, I mean, more power to you, Judd. Like, if you think you can raise your draft stock and maybe make some more money next year, you get to play with your brother and just be happy doing. Like, that's that's one thing that a lot of, that a lot of people don't get to celebrate with this draft stuff. Is like you get to go be happy. Like, you want to go back and play with your brother, you get to do that. Like, good for you, Judd Fabian. Like, I'm so happy for you that you get to go and be happy and do your thing. And now we'll have brothers on the football team, brothers on the baseball team. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, You have a catcher and infielder, Nathan Hickey. I said when he came out, I thought he was coming back to Florida. Uh, Strictly because I think that he's much better than than his draft position shows. I think the reason that he went so late was because 
teams were like, ah, he's not. Like, I believe the Red Sox were like, ah, he's probably coming back. Uh, but we'll take him at this point. So if he does decide to come out, we'll have him. But yeah, I think he's coming back. I think the plan for him once he fell as far as he did in the draft was to always come back. Uh, and I'm excited. I love Nathan Eckie. Then we've got two pitchers that are both Juco guys uh, in Sean Guillaume's and Antonio Knowles, they're probably going to come to UF. I just think they're draft that they weren't drafted high enough uh, to really justify going pro at this point, which is totally fine. Uh, they're going to go, and they're going to actually make some money here, so who cares? I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and yeah, ho- hopefully, sorry, hopefully, they'll make some money here. And actually, they can make money with NIL. They'll make money here. Um, forgot about that. Then we've got uh, right-handed pitcher Kyle Larson at a high school, Gator signee, and outfielder Ty Evans at a high school, a Gator signee. I was going to give them their own thing, but it's pretty much the same reason that I just said with Guillaume's and Knowles. They are likely going to make their way to Gainesville for the first time for all four of those guys, um, primarily because they, I mean, I, yeah, they're not going to be making money to justify. Like, if you don't know this, minor league baseball players make very horrible money like they like they're i get like they're playing the game i understand that but they play a game for half the year if not more and they get paid not enough to justify being on the road as much as they are and having to and having to spend as much time as they do at these games like that that's my point like they sacrifice being able to settle down and have families, and they don't get paid nearly enough for it. Uh, So I want to point that out. So yeah, Kyle Larson, Ty Evans, likely going to make their way to Gainesville, likely going to be here for, honestly, probably one or two years. Like if you're already getting drafted, I don't see why you wouldn't get drafted again next year when they're more likely to go pro. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. So we've got, hopefully, of the... uh, of the seven Gators or Gators, Gators and Gator signees that haven't yet signed in the MLB draft, we're hopefully getting five of them back, which I think is, or hopefully getting six of them back, which I think is pretty good at this point. So that means most of the guys that did get drafted that were Gators or Gator signees are accounted for. Uh, Chase Petty's the only one that hasn't signed yet that we think will, and who knows? Even by the time this is published, yeah, he could be signed. Uh, I could be proven wrong and just look silly. That's fine though. I'm cool with it. Like you guys get the whole, what you guys get how time works. So I'm fine with it. Uh, but that about does it for today's episode of Lockdown Gators. Join me tomorrow as I'll be joined by Mello from the Draft Scout and formerly Bleacher Report. We're gonna we're gonna cover a lot. the The plan is to uh, have him on for three segments, whether it's one, whether it's all three segments in one episode or spread out throughout the rest of the week, so that everyone gets to listen to it in case you can't listen to one day so yeah we're, we're gonna have mellow here and it's gonna be fun once again my name is brandon olson you can find me on twitter at wns underscore brandon you can find all of my written work with whole nine sports is w-h-o-l-e-n-i-n-e sports be sure to check out locked on tennessee or locked on falls sorry hosted by eric kane part of the locked on podcast and network eric does a fantastic job covering a not fantastic school and Tennessee just had their designs released on home field this past weekend, which again, Gators, like I've seen these designs. They are awesome. Get your wallets ready after payday this week. And 
Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Draft, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. It's the perfect way to get ready for the NBA Draft. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I've heard of a few trades. I've heard of a few fantastic picks I love. And I'll tell you what, Trey Mann goes to one of the teams I mentioned earlier today. I'll give you that tidbit. For your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event, search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.